Welcome to the Bengals and Brews. Um, I'm Dell Altman, joined by my co-host, Mr. Orange Arrow, Derek Davis, at the Bengal Four. He's got him a little bourbon in hand today. Um, <laughs> I got my trusty Miller, but uh, it's a little, little, little late Saturday night with the Goodberries. If you tuned in, um, if you didn't, you can always go back and check that ep- episode out on any uh, podcast network or our channel on uh, YouTube. Um, Anything uh, interesting happened since our show last night, Derek? Um, not much. I mean, uh, a little more details on the the Lyle Collins situation going on. I, there is one interesting thing. It seems like you know, last night we said, I said, hey, I'll run the show, and you can you know do the comments and everything. And, and for some reason, I was in the co-host chair as far as the the pictures are going. And tonight, or not tonight, but now. I was like, "Hey, you want you want to run the show today?" And then look, it that must be the side, you know, the the left side must be where the the host of the show is supposed to be at, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We both pretty <laughs> we don't much know how all this stuff works. Yeah, um, we are still <laughs> waiting on on Zim to join. He should be here any minute. Yep. Um, the only thing I've really seen as far as new news is uh, Lael Collins. I mean, it's mostly just speculation, honestly. There's not been anything about an official visit lined up. Um, yeah. I think that's good news still for the Bengals because, I mean, if somebody else gets him in in their building, I could see them not wanting him to leave. But um, who knows? Like um, I, Willie Anderson said he thinks it's more uh, contract structure, which could be a lot of things, could be guaranteed money, which we know we don't usually pay out a lot of. But, I mean, yeah. it could be amount of years. It, could be slightly off. I mean, contract details could be quite a few things. They could try to have an out in there where he had the hip injury before, and he don't want that. Yeah. We just we don't know for sure. It's all speculation, right? And I mean, good on his part for for possibly. You know, we don't really know if that if that's the case or not. Wanting that stuff in the contract, but it's also, I think it's kind of needed. Honestly, you know, with with his history. I think you kind of need those, those so-called quote-unquote outs, as, as they say. Hooday Hoss, thanks for joining again. Um, if, if anybody's on here and they got any questions for us, feel free to fire away. Like I said, a uh, better mm-hmm. time to answer them now than, you know, Zim hopefully uh, is able to hop on with us. I had uh, talked to him Friday and confirmed, and um, he should send him the link. So hopefully he'll be on here any minute. But yeah. – um, we could uh, we we recapped it a little bit, but uh, we got a lot of Joe Goodberry's thoughts from the show last night. What what is kind of your thoughts? We'll just start right at the top. Alex Kappa as a right guard, a guy that we agreed to terms with right away. What are your thoughts on that signing? Yeah, I love that signing honestly, and um, I know you know when we were talking on it last night, talking about them being like a tier three uh, kind of player, but. I just think, you know, we've we've said with Joe, you don't have to have those the Brandon Sure for the the uh, who was the guy was it Sure last year that everybody wanted? He ended up signing for like eighty million dollars or something crazy like that. Uh, Tooney, Joe Tooney, Tooney. signed with yeah, the Chiefs, yeah, at left guard, yeah. and that was a astronomical amount of money for a guard. Yeah, and you know we we've said all this time. Burrow doesn't need that kind of – he just – Burrow needs that solid pocket on the inside to where he can maneuver and doesn't have to worry about getting – feeling that rush up the middle. 
You know, that's why, and I said this, and everybody destroyed me for it, which last night I watched a little more uh, Isaiah Prince tape, and I understand why everybody destroyed me for it. But that's why I think that, you know, having those our weaknesses at the left and right tackle isn't isn't necessarily a dire issue because, you know, Burrow, Burrow is good with maneuvering the pocket and escaping those rushes from the outside it's whenever he gets set up the middle pressure that that he tends to struggle with so but look, i would just i would guys, just love to give him give him a great pocket though. <laughs> give him oh yeah I did, absolutely if he but can, yeah if i he know what you're the, saying if we but okay so if this leo collins thing doesn't work out would you pivot would you think about moving karis to left guard and trying to bring in a treader who at center because I mean he's probably the next best player. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of what they did when uh what was it two years ago when they were they were really looking to for linebacker. So I mean that's kind of what they like to do if if they don't get that linebacker that they wanted they pivot and they got DJ Reader. So if if they don't get that right tackle, sorry that was somebody was that going by my house or your no house that was here house? somebody on oh, a motorcycle okay. out enjoying the nice <laughs> Sunday weather. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. But but yeah, um if if they wanted to pivot and go for a JC Treader or a guy in the center position and, and have more on the, the interior and then look to fill that position in the draft, I mean, that that would be okay with me. You know Falela is out there. Oh, you're I'm a mountain of a man that you're in love with. Your <laughs> dream mountain. scenario, Jordan Davis slides to 31. You get him in the first round. Filele slides to the end of the second round. You go ahead and get him. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Derek creams his pants. End of story. <laughs> exactly. What's up, uh, what's up, Joe? Joe's, on, Joe's in the chat. Yeah, what's going on? Man, man it made our beautiful logo. Definitely, mm-hmm. if we uh, if we order some shirts, we're gonna have to get uh, Joe's size and uh, get him one for yes. sure. Yeah. Uh, Actually, Joe, if you want to, go ahead and uh, send me a message because I'm gonna order some. Send me a message and I'll get a shirt made for you. For sure. I mean, you made the logo, and we love our logo. It's nice. Yes, All right, um, let's go to Ted Karras then. We'll we'll hop right into the next. Uh, the next player, as we hopefully get yeah. you know something back from Zam here soon, I try to message him, see what's going on. You never know; life does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ted Karras, we brought him in, and like we're saying, he he has the versatility to play any of the interior spots. But as of right now, they said he's going to be our center. Yeah, um, and I appreciate. Yeah, if you haven't watched the show, go back and and uh, watch it or listen to it. Um, we had a great interview last night with the Goodberry brothers and we had a lot of fun on the show and drank a lot of beers. And <laughs> by the end of the night, we were just kind of rambling. So we decided that an hour and a half, can you believe we, we were just chatting about Bengals and life for an yeah, hour and a half. That's And I had, I had to end it. And that's what I told, I said, man, I felt <laughs> like we could have went for another three hours. Cause I mean, we were just getting started. Like <laughs> those guys, yeah. I definitely love to have them back on. Cause I mean, we learned a lot about Buffalo that that we did not know, a lot yeah. about different beers. I think we're both we trying heard, to click, yeah. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we learned day, that Buffalo loves their their uh, NFL player sauce, that's for sure. Yeah, and I want some of that cool <laughs> stuff. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, where's the Joe Burrow sauce? Like, where's the beer can yeah. with that's Joe Burrow beer? Like, Oh, geez. Talking about the crotch rip. Let me tell you. 
That yeah, was, oh yeah, you that moved right bad. on to free agency real quick when we started to yeah, talk about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a bad moment. But yeah, um, going about going on about Ted Karras, I honestly I like the Ted Karras better or better than uh, better than Kappa almost because you know Kappa fills that right guard position, which is great. But Karras has that positional versatility where he can play absolutely any player or any position in the interior of the defense or on of the offensive line and play it well at that point too. Yeah, he's graded out well in all three interior spots, which is great. Um we got yeah. Hoss here saying Daryl Williams where we were talking about Collins, we don't know the necessary situation. We're hoping it's just maybe, you know, some posturing and they just gotta hammer out some more details. That's what I'm holding out hope that it still happens. It's you know yeah. till we hear otherwise, just there's still a shot at it. But Darrell Williams, yeah, that is a guy. I wanted him, you know, when he went to Buffalo a couple years ago, I thought he would have been an ideal right tackle guy for us to bring in. He uh, chose Buffalo instead, um, Where did, 29 was years like, old. Was he Was he a Carolina – he was a Panther. Wasn't Originally, he? yeah, he was with yeah. Carolina, and then Buffalo signed him as a free agent. Yeah. And uh, they, they just cut him this offseason. Yeah, they. I think he signed yeah. a three-year contract, kind of like us with Trey Hopkins where we had yeah. him sign a three-year contract, but after two years they moved on. Yeah. They had they brought a right tackle in and they I think they had moved him to right guard some but another guy that could you know fill in a couple spots there on the line, but uh yeah, when, yeah when, I just think Darryl that's Williams... a it's a big drop off from Lyle Collins but he's yeah. definitely probably him and Trent Brown are probably the, your next couple guys that you would want to see them have some yeah. interest in on the market. See, I just I just feel like. Kind of like what we were saying earlier. I just feel like if they don't get Lyle Collins, I think they're just like, eh, we'll we'll address that position in the draft, and then um, that makes me uncomfortable. To, but yes, it it might make you a little bit uncomfortable. But you know, every time they've pivoted, you know, maybe they pick up that Pro Bowl cornerback, um, you know, that that everybody's drooling over in the. Um, Stephon Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. Maybe they give it to him, which I mean I would be okay with. Yeah, I mean you're really shoring up the secondary then, you know, and, and yeah. like we've talked about, then Eli who resigned on the one year four million dollar deal, you know, then he gets to slide back into that number four corner role, which he'll play. I mean he'll play yeah. whether he's you know number two, mm-hmm. you know, or other outside starting corner, or yeah. whether he's fourth corner, he'll get snaps plus. There's always injuries that happen in the NFL, especially at cornerback. So, and especially if they go out, if they do get a guy like Gilmore, um, you know, with him being a little older, I think right now, if you're looking at our our defense, I would say at the moment, at the current moment, Eli Apple is probably slated for about eighty percent of snaps. And if we sign a Gilmore, maybe that drops down to forty percent of snaps instead of. Like normally, your number four corner is only going to play like twenty percent of snaps. But yeah. with Gilmore being a little bit older, they might and they might trust Eli enough to be like, "Hey, let's just go 50-50. or you know. Yeah, they could like have that. a little bit of a rotation. I mean, you don't see that yeah. as much as you do on defensive line, but but there right. is secondary right. guys moving in and out. Like, and we lost Ricardo Allen, who early in the season, you know, yep. I mean, yeah, he's yep. a safety, but he was coming in and getting some snaps in certain packages and. And you know, the more guys you got in the secondary, the more versatility you're going to have to to do those things for for Lou and Arumo. Mm-hmm. We got uh, yeah. Joe here with if we miss out on Collins, I'd be calling teams for a trade. I don't know. I mean, anybody in the chat know who you some know, other, especially right tackle? I don't know. Maybe do you pivot and try to go back and and 
look for a left tackle, which there's not really anybody out there but Armstead. Yeah, I was going to say Armstead is out there. And then um, I have you heard anything on the Texans situation anymore? I mean, did, uh, Tunsil, Tunsil, uh, Tunsil tweeted out last week. He said, I'm I'm not going anywhere. You know, that that like gif oh, okay. with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah he's staying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, I was keeping exactly. up PG and you just went all the way there. Oh, see? my bad. That's usually hey, we can we can roll reverse. That out. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about um another signing we had tied in. We lost CJ. I don't know these crazy reports that somebody said Dave Lapham said it's confirmed he's dating KMs. I don't know. Hey, I did see that. Good, good for him. If so, I don't know good if that's all bull crap, whatever. But hey, good job. Yeah. Go, go, CJ. Hey. All I want to see is more CJ Uzama in the media. I mean, that's that's what we all want, right? So if he's got to go to New York to do that, then so be yeah. We're, I think I could, the Bengals I, will miss saying. his leadership. I don't know. Yeah. I think Hayden Hurst can have similar production. I, I really do. Like, and yeah. I mean, it's a one-year deal. You're still probably looking to draft somebody in the second to fourth round, in my opinion. A, a younger guy. Yeah, um, you definitely have to uh, draft someone. Now, hopefully. I, you know the way the way Hayden Hurst was talking, I would I would hate for him to feel like, hey, here we go again. I signed to a team, they draft a guy, and you know, I I don't want to do that to the guy. But it you also have to look at it for the business side of things, and and you have to know that you have to you have to have a guy in the wings. Just to, you know, if if um, what's the guy from uh, UCLA? I'm, I can't think of his name now. Greg, uh, the tight end, Greg Dolchich. Yeah, Greg Dolchich. If he's there and you draft him and he pans out being – I mean, if he's better than, than Hurst, then so be it. you got to do what you got to do. you got to put your best 11 out there. But yeah. I just – I don't see any of these tight ends coming out as rookies and being – being a better guy than than what Hurst was the last yeah, but it never hurts to have depth, and it never hurts to have right. a guy in the building. Hurst is on the one year deal, so you draft somebody, you're kind of grooming them anyways. Um, right. You've got Drew Sample in the last year of his contract, and you know mm-hmm. it wouldn't shock me to see him not retained. I mean, he's never really had the impact a second round pick should. Um, yeah. Joe said he loves the Hurst signing, low risk, high upside on a private deal. Uh, dude seems like a great person. Yeah, he's got a great yeah. story. If you haven't checked it out, mm-hmm. definitely do. I mean, powerful message about mental health. Um, yeah, I, I like the Hurst signing. Um, he ran a four six coming out. Like he's got that speed. He knows. Like he seems excited. I'm always excited when the players are excited. Um, yeah, he's happy to be here. Um, he's ready to go. He knows he's going to have favorable matchups. <laughs> I think it's going to be yeah. a good signing. Yeah, 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 I know. Absolutely. We don't want to talk about Sample. Like, I, I don't want to yeah. go on another rant. Listen, about- I thought Drew Sample. I I did not like the draft. I did not like the second round pick. But I was I was one of those guys that was saying, you take Drew Sample and Jermaine Pratt and swap them, you get Jermaine in the second and Drew in the third. I think everybody is a lot feels a lot better about that now. Obviously. Uh, Pratt's had a better year than he had the past couple years, but I, I don't know. I think Sample's a good blocker. I'm still, I'm still on that. But yes, you don't drop a, draft a blocking tight end in the second round. Hey, uh, I just got an update from Zim. He, uh, he had something come up. He had to take his son somewhere. 
but he said he's willing to do it a little later today. So it looks like we may be back at five o'clock. We'll, we'll, we'll go another few minutes here, just kind of finish mm-hmm. up our recap. But, you know, if we can lock Zoom, uh, Zoom in around 4.30 or 5, 5 o'clock, we'll, we'll go ahead and pop back on. Like, you know, we told yeah. you guys we would have Zim. Life happens. But, you know, you, you move forward and you, you pivot and you come up with a new plan, kind of like the Bengals with Collins. Um, mm-hmm. We got Alex here. Good to see you on the on here, Alex, our buddy. Uh, well, yeah. Collins, just a matter of time. Question will be left guard, Carmen, do they bring back Spain? I, I could see both. I could see compete. Yeah. I've heard some rumors that um, it, it – honestly, it sounds to me as if Spain is, is kind of a uh, – I definitely think that he's going to come back. Unless, unless he gets a deal elsewhere, if he gets a multi-year deal elsewhere, I think the plan for him – I mean, he was working at – black sheep performance the other day. So I think the deal with Spain is he's just kind of waiting around seeing what kind of deal the Bengals are going to give him because it, I mean, he's, he's an older, older uh, guy. So. Right. And maybe this first wave, you, you know, he's one of those guys first wave might happen. Somebody might come and offer him a couple million more. Like you just don't know. I mean, he hasn't had a big market the last couple of years, but he's a solid player. And like, I would love to have him back. And then uh Carmen, if he takes that next step, best man yeah. wins the job like even if they don't bring back spain you know maybe they draft yeah. somebody even if it's a third or fourth rounder that they're like okay you're gonna come in and compete against carmen also like okay you, question for you um former first round pick keanu neal who played linebacker for dan quinn last year source said is switching back to his old safety spot he that's what i was gonna say he came in himself. as a safety He's yeah, what do you rounder. think about that? Um, he could be depth. I, I, I would have to look into him more because well, I mean, that's all we need right now is, is safety depth. And but he's a, he's mean, a free agent though. Yeah, I think okay. he is. That's what I was gonna say. I, I didn't know if he's still on that team or something. Uh, that's a good question uh, from Hulse here. Also, um, how much yeah, time will we wait for Collins? I don't know because I mean that's the thing. If you if you want. If you like Daryl Williams or you like Trent Brown, but not as much as you like Collins, you don't want to see those both those guys sign elsewhere, and then you, you're you're stuck having to look for something in the draft at right tackle. Like I, I don't want to, when you go to the Super Bowl, free agency is to fill your needs. Draft should be best player available. I mean, ideally, you want yeah. that anyways. Good teams can do that, especially when you're picking at 31 because you have no idea who's going to be there. But I, I still think you wait. I don't know. I maybe a few more days on Collins. You know, if he's got another visit lined up, he wants to go to first. But but I'd I'd be in contact with other players. Yeah, if he's yeah. going to take another I mean, visit, why shouldn't we yeah, contact like, someone else? That's what I was about to say. If if you know they're talking about a player getting uh, you know going and signing with other teams, why can't why can't we do the same? Talk to other players. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, let's see what we got here. Good safety class tight end that I like. And I was talking about Austin Allen. Yeah, I can't remember. where Where's he from, Alex? Uh, they, the name sounds a bit familiar, but he's probably a, a later round guy than, than what I have. I got yeah. a Chase. Yeah. Or is it Chase Allen? I know there's a Chase Allen I've got like as a sixth, seventh round guy. 
in, in my personal rankings I'm looking at right here. Austin Allen is a American professional baseball player. The fly tries to hit me in the face. I don't know. <laughs> Nebraska. All I'm seeing is a baseball player. Yeah, we'll we'll look into him. You know, um, definitely a name that I hadn't looked into too oh, much. Yeah, so. Austin Allen tied in Nebraska. Here's the official scouting report on him. My producer is pulling it up for me. Which is also you. Which is also me, yeah. Um, <laughs> his hands were 85, 85th percentile, short receiving, 87. Intermediate routes, 91. And this is just all for uh, Nebraska. He's 6'8", 260. Ideal size and weight. I mean, the guy seems like a monster. Uh, soft, reliable hands. Strong athletic frame with room for an additional 10 pounds, which I don't know how you can look at a guy and say, ah, I think he can put about 10 more pounds on him. <laughs> that that cracks me up. Knee bending technique. I mean, hey, this hey. Is, uh, it says he's a, he's a glider, moves faster than he appears, but lacks the top end. Speed All right, this isn't an Austin Allen podcast, Derek. Good Lord. You don't have to tell us guy's life history. When's the last time he took yeah. a shit? Is that the next thing you're going to tell us? Uh, last shit at 9.30 <laughs> this morning. Yeah. Um, Zim did get back with me. Um, we're we're going we're gonna to do 5 o'clock. So, uh, okay. yeah, I appreciate everybody joining. Um, I'll try to go ahead and wrap this one up. I hope you all, if you have a chance, can join us back at 5 o'clock. Um, we appreciate any and all support. You guys are awesome. Um, we'll keep trying to get as many good guests as we can. I'm working on trying to get Gary Owen. He said, hell, let's do it. But then I'm like, I have no way to get in contact with that man. <laughs> so so we're going to yeah. work on that stuff. What's up, Crip Keeper? Um, but uh, if everybody would, would be so kind as to join us back at 5 o'clock, we'll have Zim, like I said, Life happens. He had some stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Been a crazy morning for him, he said. So so we'll have him back on at 5 o'clock. Um, you got anything else, Derek? Nope. Let's just uh, tune in at 5 o'clock. Hopefully, I, I, I got a couple errands I got to run later on this afternoon. Hopefully, I'll be able to pop back home with you. All right. Sounds good. Who day, everybody? Who day? <laughs>
we are going to be joined by none other than Zem Hude. Um, we have some awesome breaking ass news here in the past hour. Bengals are mm-hmm. signing. Yeah, we got anything to talk about right now? What's going on, man? I I don't think there's any content or anything we can talk about. Like I don't I don't I don't think anything's going insane. on today. Like, like insane. I just got the um I just saw two years four point six eight million. I don't know if that was for that. Four point six million? What? Yeah, I saw I don't know if that's for if that, that is for no that way. I'm looking right now. There is no way in here. Yeah, that that sounds way too low. Like <laughs> that was for fat. Oh, was, my bad. That was for fat Randy. Oh, I was about to say like, man. <laughs> yeah, fat Randy. Lyle College of Fat Randy deserves the same contract. Yeah, right, so right. I just because I was waiting on the update from from Rappaport. If if you're wondering what we're talking about, Lyle Collins signed it. It's reportedly a three year deal. We don't have yeah. the money or anything yet. Um, but yeah, that's what we're going to be. Starting the starting the show off with, uh, yeah. I mean, Paul Daner, Albert Brill. I mean, Breer. It's pretty much all the national guys have said like it's a done deal. They did not let oh, him no. leave Cincinnati. It's for real. No, it's for yeah. real. Confirm. Like I, I, I'm not. A, I've, I've said this on Twitter. I'm not a reporter or anything. I'm connected to different people. I don't know if anybody's ever seen me before. I've interviewed probably over 40 Bengals players and coaches and stuff. So yeah, a lot Gary of Owen. And so Gary, a lot of these guys have yeah. like yeah Gary Gary Owens Luke Newell uh, Andy Beersack like a lot of people connected going to, going to the club with Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and it, all we we see you pulling up right so <laughs> like I could you know like my goal is not to be a report, reporter like I can contact Jamar Chase like if I want to like before Jamar Chase was there I think he understood how much I really love to pick so that always has resonated well with him and his family so. You know, like, yeah. I, I just want to put that out there, like, so, but I will say this, like, his agent, uh, Lyle Collins' agent or whatever, like, I've, you know, I had conversations with people that are directly around him yesterday, so that's where I was tweeting stuff to say, like, well, he's still in town, uh, plainly is out in the morning. That was what they were telling me then, so, yeah, uh, when we, a, we, a lot can happen overnight, you know? Yeah, right, when we right. were on here earlier, I was like, you know, we don't have anything official where he's visiting another team. Like as long as we don't hear that yet, yeah. like that he's on his way to another team or he's at a facility for another team, I we're still in it. We're right in it. And then they they apparently got the job done today and finished it up. Right. I mean, in it, it, and, and and I'm gonna tell you this too. Yesterday it wasn't about money. Like this is I don't know if people have ever seen me before in your show or anything like that. But I, one of my goals is this, and this is life. Just because something doesn't happen the way that you want it to happen doesn't mean that the world is ending. <laughs> it is a it is a pleasure. There is a privilege to play for Joseph Burrow. So anybody that's not with it or they're they're talking about the parameters of a deal or anything, just from what I know, like we're at the early stages of a legendary quarterback and you know figure. So to me, I'm never stressing off of it. Like if Lyle Collins wasn't the move, pivot to Trevor, tr- pivot to Vernon. Art. Like you go see what it is yeah, because right. at the end of the day, you're a Super Bowl contender every year. So this concept of like, oh, the Bengals don't do this or whatever. I don't have to stick up for the Bengals. It's just the reality of it. Like this guy is really good. His first full season, you just went to a Super Bowl. That's all you have to 
Like I carry that in my back pocket every day of my life. <laughs> like if any, if, if, if I, you know, look, look at uh, Hayden Hurst. You think Hayden Hurst will play for three point five million without a, a a great opportunity as his first? That, yeah. For a guy like a first round pick, that's got to be his first. You know, like thing like where is You're the right. best? Where's the best fit for me? And then yes, <laughs> I'm a professional football player, so the money is always important because my family is. You know, like. So I think right. this concept of people saying like, man, Burrow can't get people like, listen, Bur- like Hayden Hurst is in the world probably would come to the Bengals. But say you had Andy Dalton, maybe Hayden Hurst deal is six million for one year. Three point five. Bake, you know, he's watched the Super Bowl and saying, wait yeah. a minute now. And, <laughs> you plug, and, the, you difference, know what I mean? and the difference in saving yeah. that money could have been the little bit of difference that they were able to push a little more to Collins and get yeah. the deal finished. And so, I mean, that's Hayden a great too, point. Is- the thing with Hayden, too, is, you know, he watched C.J. Uzama this year put up, what, 497 yards or something like that. In his eyes, he's thinking, well, I'm better than C.J. You know, if I if right. he put up four, almost 500 yards and six touchdowns or whatever, he said, he's thinking, man, I can do 800 yards and 10 touchdowns or something right. like that. So, and then know, go just, get your money. And then there's going to be other guys that are that are just money first. Say you just oh, come off your right. rookie contract, Right. It is my duty to my family um, to sure. go get the most money that I can because this is the only big contract I'll have. Like a guy like Joe Mixon on his last contract, that is his first contract outside of his rookie con- rookie deal. And he plays a running back position, a position that doesn't last that long in the NFL, right? Yeah. So now, now see another contract, right? So so when he gets yeah. to his third contract, that's where the bargains come in. That's where okay, well let me factor in Cincinnati or. Let me go somewhere else. Maybe I, uh, maybe I'm Marvin Jones. Maybe I want a better opportunity because Chris Evans is now evolving, and I see that the Bengals are slowly, we, you know, welding me out of this mm-hmm. this whole position. So there's so many different factors, but the the overall concept, and I tell my five year old son this: just because things don't happen the way you want them to happen at that moment, does not mean that it's the end of the world is over. Like we got to look at like. To, and, and I'm not here to say the Bengals are amazing. And like, I love the Bengals because it's my favorite team. There's some things this offseason I would I wish they would have did a lot better, right? But we're not going to sit here and act like Ted Karras and Alex Kappa ain't got three Super Bowl rings either. We're not going to act like those aren't legitimate guys that block for Tom Brady. So, like, this concept of, like, the Bengals don't do anything. Like, I, I know we want Lyle Collins, but let's appreciate something, right? Like, those guys are pros, pros. Uh, top of their game, top of their field, top of their position type of guys. And they might not be what we see on a media basis, but look at our team. When we talk to our opposition, they don't mention Von Bills, Mike Hilton's of the world because they don't see the, the flashy names. That's that's who we are. That's who the Bengals are. Ted Karras, I yeah. get it. He isn't Vernon Armstead, but you think that uh, these guys that are lining up on the opposite side of Ted Karras and Alex Alex Kappa are thinking like, man, they, they, these guys are average. No, them dudes will knock you off your damn feet and knock you on the ground and put you in the dirt. Those are real football players that that have been balling in this league. Like, let's be real. Yeah, and and to keep with that, like, they they went out, and our biggest weakness was the interior of the O-line. They went out and got the two guys that you're talking about, Kappa and Karras, for the interior of the O-line right away. They didn't wait around. They went and attacked it immediately and took care of it as soon as free agency started, which is is a little bit of a change for the Bengals. Yeah, and – and speaking of on on the uh, the interior of the O line thing, I, I I did have a question for you because I know uh, you you talked to Q 
quite a bit. Have you heard anything? I I saw where he you know he's still working out at Black Sheep and doing this and that. Do you think do you think there's a good chance that that he could definitely come back? I think so. I think I think so. Now, one thing that I don't do, and this is where the part where I'm not a reporter, like me and Q, right. uh, uh, Mix uh, Mixon has the same agent as as mm-hmm. as as Collins and stuff. But me, I, I like to talk to people about real life. Like, how's everything going, bro? Like, before anything, and I think that's why they like me, or or they consider me like a cool guy. But I don't, I don't really like to get myself involved with like the financial part of it. Yeah, you don't want to mess with anyone else's money. Like, if he's gonna exactly. get a deal that's better than what the Bengals are offering, like, right? I, I'm for him. I'm, I'm for that yes. first. Right. Like when when uh, Ogan Joby uh, gets. You know, like they pull that deal off from me. My first instinct is not somebody was asking me, like, you think you can come back to Bengals? I'm like, I don't care. I just want him to get yeah. like he came here yeah. on a one year prove it. And I just I'm maybe I'm just not wired like that. I just I do want to win, but I kind of care. Like this guy's yeah. father uh really showed a lot of love to me. Like a lot of these people's family, like you know, in, in, in Ogan Joby itself. So so when I see that, I'm like, oh my god, that's bad news. Like, because I know how much that means to his family. So in yeah. answer to the Q one, I don't I haven't asked him that. I know he doesn't have ill will towards Cincinnati. Um, like you pointed out, still at Black Sheep. I know he's still in good spirits. Um, I might crack jokes and say, hey, bro, like you know, like we could do some work, you know, like that type of thing. And hundred percent be like, yeah, you know, like I'm gonna you know be with it. And sometimes like if people follow me when he got hurt right before the playoffs, he was like, Yeah, go ahead and tell the people like I'm I'm straight. Cause I saw a lot of people saying um on twitter right before that was like man we're like screwed he was like bro you can tell him i'm straight and and and, I, and right before the playoffs i put like q span like nah 100 percent, he's ready to go like and and, yeah. and i do that sometimes but i'm not really trying to get into like the reporting part of it because if you miss one word in a sentence or you misquote one thing in a sentence mm-hmm. then people you know it affects people and, and i don't like that aspect of it yeah, I don't know how well you guys can see this, but I'm glad I finally get to use this since I, I had it ready since, like, Thursday. <laughs> but it, it's some PFF grades and uh, ranks of, like, where we were last year um, compared mm-hmm. to where we would be this year, and assuming that we get Collins. Like, Collins, uh, 15, 15th-rated tackle out of 88. Prince was 56. Like, Adeniji was uh, damn near last. I mean, young guy, not hating on him, but... You know, Kappa was mm-hmm. there in the top 20 at guard. Like, Karras ranked 15th. Uh, Hopkins had a down year, ranked 36th. I mean, Q was solid. He was in the, like, he was right around half. So, like, bringing him back's good. But you also got mm-hmm. uh, Jackson Carmen there that could compete. So, what's your thoughts on maybe Jackson Carmen making a move at left guard also? I, ideally, that's what you want. Um, yeah. You, you want, you, you, People, the, the whole this is the, this is a uh, I'm gonna make it not long winded. Uh, a lot of times last year it was like I was head of this Jamar Chase thing, like get Jamar Chase here. The pit's gotta be five versus Panay Sewell, right? My yeah. argument was this: when does second round pick become uh, not a premium pick? That is a premium pick. If you trade a second round pick for somebody right now, like I imagine Tyreek Hill in an event, this is this is just me speculating or whatever, his value in a trade with his contract is probably a second round pick. So can for you sure. imagine it, it wouldn't be a first because of the contract that comes along with it, a lot of different things. 
but he's valued at like a like that's someone like a top five, top ten wide receiver, right? So this concept that Carmen as a second round pick, like that's not a premium pick for an offensive line. I always thought that was very interesting. Where people was like, "Well, the Bengals clearly want Joe Burrow to get killed because they didn't pick an offensive mm-hmm. line first round." I'm like, "Yeah, but the second round, like you're telling me, like 50 guys that got, you know, 50 guys, and how many people are in a, in America? Like, you know, like yeah, what is it? Exactly. Like 50 million or something? I I don't know. I don't even know how many people it is. And like, what is it? 500 million or something crazy? But anyway, out of that, 50 people. So, you know, um, so for me, Carmen is a very, very important pick in the aspect that you used a lot of draft equity to acquire him. You are rooting for Carmen to take the next step and be the starter. But you can't give him the keys to the car because Joe Burrow's leg, Joe Burrow's sack, uh, Joe Burrow getting sacked, and all these different things factor into that. So, you you know, like there's two different sides of the fence. It's like, yeah, I want Carmen to ball out. I want him to start. But if he misses one rep, as we learned with Michael Jordan, people don't remember in that Washington. I live in D.C., so I still call him the Redskins. I'm sorry. The the commanders. <laughs> um, the, the first half of that commanders game, the offensive line looked great. Second round, mm-hmm. I mean, second half of the game, much like the Super Bowl, uh, Michael Jordan has a bad rep. Two plays later, another bad rep. This time, Joe Burrow tears his knee up. So with the Carmen conversation, it's like one bad rep could mean Joe Burrow's leg. And I always say that. So that's why Teddy Karras is of the world, Alex Kappa's of the world. You need those guys. Those are solid guys that won't fail you in that aspect. Like, And that's how I look at right. Carmen. It's like, can I depend on you not to make a mistake? Not yeah. like, not like, can I, can I depend on you to battle Aaron Donald? Like that's, that's unrealistically. Can I count on you to not miss your assignment? Yeah. Consistency. Exactly. Like consistent. Can he make yeah. that next step to be consistent? Cause I mean, the talents there, we all know that that's why they took him mm-hmm. in the second round. Um, yeah, there's a there, question there from spots. I was, I'm sorry. I was just going to say there were some points in the, in the run game, especially where he would just maul guys. And, you know, you see that, that up, you know, the, the, the potential that, that Carmen has. So he just got to put it all together, man. That's, that's it. How, how would you rate from one to 10 last year's O-line compared to this year's O-line with our, our three new reported additions? With or without, with or without Riley Reef? Uh, that's a good question. See, the- uh, let's I, do. I'll let's do. See, let's see, do you had a good question first, with, but you you weren't expecting the counter. There it is. <laughs> with Reef, with Reef, yeah. Uh, first, because I mean he was solid, very good signing for us. Uh, and that yeah. injury, I thought that hurt a lot. Obviously showed up and in we, the Super and Bowl. We posed this. We posed this question to to Goodberry last night too, and that's that's one thing that I said was, um, you know, the way I always look at it is the way you're you're looking at the starting offensive line from day one last year to day one this year. Right. Um, okay. So, yeah, starting out healthy and everything, you know, like if I were going to go Madden or something, I would give the line an overall 72 last year. Opening, mm-hmm. you know, like this is our starting for 72. It's not the worst. Yeah. It's not the best. It's certainly yeah. not the best. Uh, but ranked in the NFL maybe 13th, 18, I'm sorry, like 17th, 18th best, best offensive line. Now, Lyle Collins, and if and maybe it's Carmen, maybe it's Deontay Smith. Like you, you don't know what the left guard spot is. Maybe draft I go picks. to maybe, maybe I go to draft 
Zion Johnson mm-hmm. falls on me. Maybe Trevor Penning standing there. Like, as of right now, before the draft, i probably say like an 81, 82 Madden, like, rating, where mm-hmm. I feel like the Bengals are probably like the – the seventh, eighth best top. offensive line in the in, I was gonna say top, uh, 10, right. top, top ten, a hundred percent. Yeah, anybody tell you different? They're just hating and they just giving somebody's name, <laughs> giving like a name like the benefit of the doubt. We're talking age, right. like I factor it. Like when people ask me the best trio of wide receivers in the football in the National Football League, it's the Migos, it's Jamar Chase, uh, Tyler Boyd, and um, T Higgins. Like clear head and shoulders are above everyone else. Why? Because they've done consistently, they're consistent thousand yard receivers at 22, 24. The oldest is 27. Any other combination that you could show me would be like, you know, a guy like I'm, uh, what was it, the Bucks last year, Antonio Brown at 32 years old. Yeah. Um, pair, the, the you Cowboys, know what I'm saying? I would have had the Cowboys in that conversation, but now they got rid of Cooper. So right. they're yeah. not even, they're not but, even in that conversation now to me. Right, and, yeah. and and that and that would have been fair, but I would have went through each one. What I know, what I know. Like I feel like before the season, I this is well documented. Like these guys train together and everything. Jamar, Ch- I feel like Amari Cooper. In my mind, if you're a Cleveland fan watching this, people don't understand the the conditioning of national media and stuff too. Amari Cooper was. Do you remember how they looked at Jamar Chase um, preseason uh, last year with all the drops? Amari Cooper for the first three years of his career was that every week where they considered him a guy that just made a whole bunch of drops. Like he, he had a drop problem. He, so much to the fact that they we're, just – We're losing Zim a little bit here. We'll, I don't we'll know see. what happened. I'm still uh, there. I can, I can hear it. Yeah, I okay. can hear him fine. Okay. So, so, so much to the fact that they ended up just trading Amari Cooper off, right? So then he comes and gets a new career with the Dallas Cowboys. And then he resurrects this, this concept. But, you know, Amari Cooper, like, eight seasons later, had his biggest year was, like, probably Tyler Boyd's biggest year, 1,200 yards. But in our minds, they told us Amari Cooper was, like, something so special. So before the season, they was like, Amari Cooper's better than Jamar Chase. I'm like, in what world? I watched yeah. these guys. Like, 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 this before the season. Like, I know Jamar Chase is a trainer, Nat. Like, I know who Amari Cooper works out in the offseason, whatever. Like, it's not even close. Amari Cooper is a phenomenal talent, but he's not Jamar Chase. Like, that's a that's a right. very big difference. That's that's why I was so adamant about having Jamar Chase at, at the number five pick. And then we talk about Tyler Boyd. Up until this year, the differences between him, him and Cooper Cup were what? They they had 2,000 yards. I mean, Cooper Cup had 1,000-yard receiving campaign before the season. Tyler Boyd had two. Tyler Boyd consistently from the slot position did everything at Cooper Cup. So – Tyler Boyd is a high-tier level wide receiver as well. Then you take T. Higgins, guy's 21 years old, just ripping ripping it up. He didn't even start the first five, six games last year. So there's not another combination that's even close. Any other combination that somebody gives you, it would be somebody that they're just banking on a name like, uh, say, uh, Julio Jones at 30-something years old. They'd be like, oh, yeah, he got with Tom Brady, so he's better. I'm like, bro, you really think in 2022 – like, Jamar Chase just ripped up Jalen Ramsey in the Super Bowl. But I say that to say this. From an offensive line standpoint, age considered, like, age health-wise considered and everything, Bengals 100% are uh, top 10 offensive line now. Anybody that's telling you a bunch of these guys that are better, they're strictly going off of names. 
Like that that would be me just talking about like, oh yeah, because I know uh uh, I don't know, just name, you know, like offensive linemen, get, yeah. guys that they just Devontae know. Devontae Adams with, with uh, Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah just, just him. Yeah. Just like, you know, like just names that they know because people don't study offensive line play like that. Offensive line, like like they don't study it as much as they do skill positions, the the right. casual the casual consumer. So most people go off for like names. Like people don't, people will say like Ryan Kelly's one of the best centers in the NFL. And I'll be like, what was his best game? They'd be like, uh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I had to scout all of these guys before the draft and all these things like that. So sometimes we lose touch of that when, you know, when they get in the league, they don't play for the Bengals. So of course I'm not watching it, but I be I watch a lot of guys and I watch a lot of offensive lines. The line that we're running out there today is, is exponentially better than what the Rams rolled out in the Super Bowl. Whitworth, Whitworth Mm -hmm. on his last leg. Uh, Allen, who's now a free agent, who came off an injury, their center, came off an injury, and he was a Pro Bowl talent. But since he's been there, any Rams fan would have told you, like, nah, he's not been playing really good. And then, there, and then you know, the uh, the right tackle, uh, Havertine or Havertine or whatever, tra- whatever his name yeah. is. Whatever. Rob, Rob he, Havistein or whatever, yeah. I think. Something really, like that. really good, yeah. really good. But then you start to look at all the other positions. I mean, it, it was a good line, but it wasn't phenomenal. So, like, that's where Bengals fans, yeah. I always tell, that's another thing. I'll be like, what are y'all comparing it to? What What do you think? So, anybody tell you it's not a top 10 line? Run me off nine teams that you feel, think, you think. Every single team in the National Football League, that is a is a pandemic <laughs> in the NFL. It's like everybody needs to get better at their offensive line. Like, that's nobody. Yeah, that's why. Nobody's excluded from that. Yeah, that's why the like the USFL and and all that stuff, the offensive lines they're running out. I mean, they might as well be doing seven on seven because those guys are are terrible compared to 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 what we're running out with the thirty two teams in the NFL. Think about it. I mean, the Ravens signed Cedric Obwehi not on their practice squad, not on their yeah. practice squad. So while Bengals fans are killing the Bengals or whatever because we went all the way to a Super Bowl with that offensive line. Think about this, like the. The the Baltimore Ravens signed Cedric Sobwehi, I mean uh, Obwehi, in 2021 to to start yeah. on their offensive line. Yeah, Bobby Hart, Bobby Hart had three jobs last year. He got <laughs> brought back and brought back and brought back. And right. we know that man. man and I'm. And do y'all go? Do y'all go on if you go on Twitter Spaces or whatever? Because I really like Twitter Spaces. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the number one thing I like to do is I like to spy on all of our opposition. I go in there and I just read all the crap. I, I mean, I go listen to them cry about everything that Bengals fans cry about. You think the Ravens are sitting there thinking that they're they, they think their offensive line is the worst offensive line in football? They're like, we need to get Linderbaum at fourteen. I come into space. I'm like, you idiots! If y'all don't go get Sauce Gardner at fourteen or Derek yeah. Stingley, like you idiot! Like, what are you thinking? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, please go get Linderbaum at fourteen. Like, it'll make my life <laughs> it'll make my life so much easier because Jamar Chase is gonna just go for four hundred yards every time I see you. You know, like so. Those are the conversations. Like, go talk to a Ravens fan or something. Go talk to a Steelers fan. Ask him how Trey Turner. Remember Trey uh, Trey Day last year. Ask him how that worked yeah. out for him. Yeah, it didn't work out. Like this, or, or whatever. Yeah, whatever it was, they sucked. Their offensive line was trash. All right, we've got a couple questions here about the draft. Which I mean, this is kind of me waiting on that Collins new to, news to drop right tackle opens up the draft so much. Like, who's mm-hmm. some of your favorite guys that maybe you've studied here early on, or uh, just names, or just. 
just guys you're kind of interested in or positions. Guys that I feel like the that might be there at 31 or just period. <laughs> just, yeah, probably. Pe- I mean, 31. we won't talk about like Sauce or Stingley. Right. Obviously, if we could get yeah. those but, guys. But, but check me out. Stingley, though. Check this out, though. He 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 didn't go to his pro day, right? You know you you know what some something very interesting. I, I hate to flip this on you guys, right? But let me give you a question. What about the linebacker? Um, uh, what is his name? Kobe uh, Dean. You're talking or, about the uh, Michigan that, guy that the, the Michigan linebacker, right? Devin Bush. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. no, no, no. This is just tore his Achilles at the a Jabo. Yeah, he's a D D N pass yeah. rush kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, he's, he's a pass rushing specialist. Go ahead. Hear me. Hear me out. <laughs> Hear me out, guys. Hear me out. <laughs> Tell me top 20, right, before the draft, before the uh, yeah. uh, Ojibo or something, before <laughs> before the, before his pro day, considered by some a top 10, top 15, yeah. nobody getting him past 18, 20. Right. S- say he's there at 31. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She wanted to come say hi to everybody. So. <laughs> What's up? Who they? <laughs> you say who day? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Top. I know where you're going with this. I, but but I, but but I, say I say he's a, so so Dale. I I hate to flip this on you. Oh, let's go. <laughs> say he's there. Say he's there at 31. You've just got Collins. You, you don't have a start, and you don't have a starting position on your on your on your defense even open. The only position that you have open. Is a cornerback number two, and you know, worst case scenario, you could start Eli if sure. you had if you had to. But you got seven other picks. You can go get a corner in round two on some Jackson Carmen stuff. Yeah. You could go get a, a corner round three, four, whatever. If yeah. that guy's there, if Ojibo is there at thirty one, you guys like that? Yeah, I, I will say he can't yes play because best player available, and I don't have. Um, yeah. Him as a, I have him as a defensive end. I don't have that as one of our top needs because I think Joseph Asai is going to come back and I think he's going to kick ass right away. I mean, uh, I got yeah, a lot of faith but, in that guy ascending, but, but Ajabo might need a half year to get healthy. You have yeah. that opportunity now to add somebody that was a top fifteen talent at pick thirty one. You you can go best player available if he's best player available. Hell yeah, I'd take him. It reminds you, me. Yeah, it reminds me of Jeffrey Simmons. So, oh, yeah. so a lot of people oh, that are yeah. watching this, yeah. y'all, if you're watching this before the draft, Jeffrey Simmons was thought to be a top five, top five, 10 pick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Top five. five. Yeah. So if y'all don't know who Jeffrey Simmons is, that's the guy that kicked our teeth in with Joe Burrow getting sacked, <laughs> not got sacked nine times. He was responsible for like three of those sacks in the Titans game. Absolute force. Probably what I would consider behind uh, Aaron Donald, probably the second best three tech in the game. I agree. But, but he went all the way down the draft. In a similar, just a situation very similar to this, just because of the injury. Yeah, I think, I think he ended up going around twenty four, something like that. He yeah. went around twenty four. Yeah. What What was that, Derek? But yeah, I, yeah, he had some injuries. That that's or, yeah, that's why he slid. Yeah, what, yeah. It might have been an ACL. It might have been something similar to Jabo, even. Oh, was it? Okay. I yeah, I, 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 for, I forgot. 100%. I mean, look at Creed. I mean, Creed only fell because. He had the torn. I think he had a torn pec or something. And he should have fell. Like that was. And I, I mean, he fell. And I mean, I mean, he fell right down there. But you know, like, is that something? Like, say, because I'm gonna tell you, the board might look 
with him, like what will happen is a guy like Linderbaum or something maybe comes out earlier, maybe a cornerback. Like the worst case cornerback for the Bengals in my mind is the kid Elam from Florida. Like at thirty one, yeah. and, and I like him. I like and his I like him. I, 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 I mean, yeah. he had a little bit of a down year, and people were were kind of writing him off. But I think he's well, going to be a good player. Him, him or Stingley McCready, maybe. Had a good rookie year. Yeah, Stingley had a good rookie year, and then the, this year, and then the year after. Was he was he a sophomore this year? I can't remember. But he didn't. He's a, a, he's a, ju- he's a then, junior. Yeah, he's a junior. Yeah. So I mean, man, I, I love Stingley. I'm gonna tell you. I do too. Two oh, players. Two, two, two players. I remember his rookie year. It's crazy we're talking about this too. His rookie year, they, uh, I don't really watch college football as much until it's time to watch tape and get to the thing. When I was a kid, I loved college football. Something happened, I don't love it as much. But when I remember that national championship game, he like the cornerbacks that I trust in the NFL said this guy could check people right now in his freshman yeah. year. And I'll never forget that. And I watched the game. He, and, and one of my good friends, uh, Dre Kirkpatrick, he was talking to me before the game. He was like, I bet you they don't even throw his way. And sure enough, he had like three attempts or something like going on. Like, so Stingley, like that's a guy. Like, <laughs> if he's there in the 20s and you got your whole roster filled up, people talk about being aggressive. You want to make sure that yeah. you don't have to overspend on corner or something the next year or any of this other stuff. I'd rather use the draft equity to move up. And now, if you look at a draft chart, just to keep this in mind. We just don't do I, it. We don't do it, but I but love check, your, where your head's at. But, but check this out. Yeah. To go from pick pick 31 is valued at like 600 points. Pick number, yeah. I've, I've looked at this a lot. If y'all pull up a draft chart, I'll show you. It's fascinating stuff. So this isn't like some fake, uh, fake Bengals stuff I'm coming up with right here. Say you're trying to get to the Patriots, who we've done business with before. They're pick number yeah. 20, 21, I think. In order to get to the Patriots, you can send them a six and a fourth and possibly like another pick the following year. Like a and, fourth or so. Right. It, it, it might be like, yeah. Or you can send them like a third or something like that just to get all the way to. And if a guy like Stingley was there. Do it. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah. Nor- normally, I know Duke Silver's like, no, nah, we need these picks. But, bro, you got a full roster. Like, there are no <laughs> there are no starting yeah. – like, name me a starting position that's up for grabs on the whole team. When I talked to a Brown- – yeah. I was talking to a Browns guy yesterday. He was like, Deshaun Watson is going – I mean, we got the better rosters heading. I'm like, bro, tell me a, tell me an open, a open position on the Bengals right now. Yeah, exactly. Here's the, here's the, the draft chart right here that you were talking about, how it shows, yes. like – the uh the, the points and every, everything on all right all so round stuff, so. so round one scroll down some please i gotta zoom in because uh, you're on a yeah, yeah i need to see it goes round one through all right so yeah 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 we are yeah all right so, so keep going it going. 31 so so 31 is worth 600 points. 600 points if yeah. i just need to get the pick number 21 i need 800 points that's like my target spot <clears throat> excuse me so i have to give up my first round 31 then I need to give you, and then I get pick 63, right? So I'm not giving yep. you my second. So that's why I'm coming up with these scenarios where, okay, my fourth round pick is worth 120. So I'll give you my fourth, yep. and then I'll give you another pick to give me, like, an extra. Now, it does, it's not a perfect chart. I don't have to come up with 100 points. Last year, mm-hmm. when we got Deontay Smith, I looked at the draft chart. When we traded out that pick, <coughs> excuse yep. me. I, we acquired something and, and we kind of housed them because they were like 40, 50 points off of this chart. So in the same scenario, you could send some picks that aren't even that valuable and get the 21. 
And I think yeah. long term, it saves the Bengals a lot of money because you don't want to pay a corner mm-hmm. on the open market. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and everybody's oh, talking more. about uh, Stefan Gilmore. We doubt that's going to happen. Um, Zim, Zim will be right back with us. You can go ahead and take that chart down. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, any other comments that we've had over here? A little bit about draft. Yeah, we've had uh, we've had quite a few talking about the draft. Um, yeah, but going talking Stingley about the, oversaw, uh, well, Stingley the, was definitely oversauce like coming yeah, into this year, but into the year. Yeah, with injuries and stuff, I think Sauce is kind of taking that over. Plus, I mean, Sauce had a phenomenal year. But, uh, I mean, either of those guys, I still think Stingley probably goes, I don't know, 15 to 20. But, man, if he slices to 21, like Zim's saying, I would absolutely try, yeah. try to get up there. It's just Bro. we don't do it a lot, so I won't get my hopes up too much. But Coming off an injury, <laughs> coming off an injury, never ran. You don't really yeah. have measure. There's a lot of stuff against Stingley. And this is the thing that I always tell people, too. A lot of people will be pessimistic where um, I'm, I like to be a little bit more realistic, right? Mm-hmm. If everybody that we think is really, really good, this is a common practice that happens every offseason, uh, and we're going to the draft. I say a player. I say, like, Linderbaum. Somebody in the comments will say, well, Linderbaum will never be there. Okay, I'll be like, all right, cool. Okay, he won't be there. All right. Then I name um, – you know, you start naming, like, Say I name like five, six guys, right? Say Elon. I mean, not even Elon. Say Stingley. Say the way. I say, okay, if all these guys aren't going to be there, who's going to be there? Yeah. So you got to start. going to fall. Yeah. You got to start thinking of it realistically. If these 12, 15 guys that you're saying aren't going to be there, and six, like six wide receivers, right? Teams need wide receivers. Mm-hmm. We're not drafting a wide receiver in the first round, even though I don't think it's the craziest <laughs> thing ever. Nope. But I just, nope. I don't, nope. that's just not a big idea. Um, right. but you the, know, like the Bengals must have made it official with uh Collins. Sorry to interrupt there, boost. guys. Uh, but uh, Hobson, it looks like they're talking to Collins, and uh, he a quote so excited about playing the same position as legendary Willie Anderson, an all time great. You love to hear that stuff. I know Willie was really hoping we would get Collins as well. Um, so it's just good to hear. It sounds like though, I mean, if they're already interviewing, that contract must be signed. Oh. I'd say we're. Probably getting ready to have a press conference if they're not already having a press conference. And and somebody hit me was like, "What's the terms?" People was like, "Hit me was saying, what's the terms?" I'm like, "I don't care. The terms is I'm gonna see y'all. <laughs> I'm gonna see y'all boys in Arizona. Y'all ready to party? Yes, here I come. Sir. You guys yeah, drinking brews? Let's get the brews ready. Let's get the brewskis <laughs> ready. I like to call them brewskis out of respect to the show. I'm gonna call it brews today. But normally I'll say brewskis. <laughs> oh, yeah, get- that's we just shorten yeah. it down for the for the yeah. Let's get the brewskis. Let's get let's get whatever we need to make sure that everybody's nice and warm. And we're gonna get out to Arizona. I'm gonna play around the golf, and then I'm gonna come out on that Sunday. And I'm gonna kick some ass. Have y'all seen Tyler exactly. Boyd since he just tweeted Super Bowl winners? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, All the play- Mike Hilton. That's what I mean. If they know, man, they know we're so close to be like they know. Exactly. They see, they see it just like us fans. Jamar Chase was open. Yep. Damn it, he needed point five more seconds. Like. Yeah, seen it. And, and, and see, and, and I and I, I get with that. But check this out. I don't want to talk about the Super Bowl. We're gonna keep the mood. Uh-huh. We're gonna keep it super positive. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I will say this: before we get to that Demar Chase play, all the Bengals had to do was throw three screens, and you win that game. Like, the, like the, yeah. the 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 way that we beat teams all year, including Kansas City the week before, six screens to hide the deficiencies of the offensive line. How many screens did we run in the Super Bowl? 
Not very many. Uh, one. One, one screen. Yeah. One screen. And that's what we do all year. And then you get to the yeah. you get to I the super able to go back and rewatch all right. it. Like, all right. I, I don't want to hey, 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 before we get to the last play, I'm just gonna let you know. Like you could have just won the game if you just threw a screen for real. Like yeah. seriously. Right. Give me one bubble screen. Yeah. The guys they're playing 15, 20 yards off the ball. Weddle's out there with a a, a half a arm. They, they're daring you to throw it. No wide yeah, receiver yeah. screen, no no screen w- before we even get into why is P Ryan on the field. But let's 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 pivot. Oh, back. I was I'm thinking sorry. it that whole time. I was thinking about P Ryan. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, all right. But we're not going to talk. We're going to keep it positive. Nope. Positivity. Yep. Willie Anderson in the Hall of Fame. I don't know what the hell they're doing not having him in already. Like that man, probably best right tackle of all time. That's the homie. That's my boy. Like um. He he's a good he's a good a good person and he deserves it and I think a lot of players would vouch for him. Um, yeah, they're, they're like yo, I'm I'm gonna be doing. I did a a, a special last year on. Um, God, my, my I'm so happy now. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> I, did, I, I did a special last year. Um, and, uh, but I might we might do one on Willie coming up this year too though. Yeah, uh, Ken Riley, yeah. you did one. Oh Ken, yeah, you, you did, did one on Ken Riley. Yeah. yeah, so so yeah, uh, yeah, Ace and his cousin, um, they put together a, a really good documentary that they allowed me to yeah. be a part of, and it was awesome. Yeah. And I think we're gonna, as fans, excuse me, I think w- one of my things is to make sure that we're spending way more time trying to celebrate the reasons why we're here. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it, it that is that doesn't mean you're a homer. It doesn't mean that you're trying to try to act like the Bengals didn't have off years. It's just when my son or you know, Derek, your your daughter, uh, you know, you talk to her and say, Hey, I do this show for the Bengals and stuff, you you know, like what are you doing it for if you're not here to like, you know, like you, you cheer in your own way, right? Everybody, I'm never gonna tell anybody how to cheer, but yeah. why are we here? If anybody's sitting there saying they all yesterday, I was on my Twitter. I was just reading, reading. They're like, Bengals never do this. They never do that. I'm like, but why are you here? Oh, this is the chair, the team I cheer for exactly. all year, uh, my whole life. I get that part, but if we're gonna have any, you know, Bengals are a reflection of myself. I feel like if the Bengals win, then I win, and if the Bengals are losers or you're saying that the front office is trash, I feel like it's almost like a reflection of me, like. <laughs> You come so you're saying that, yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, bro, like, what you saying about me? I'm like, why are you talking? Like, like, I'm like, man, I tried. You know what I mean? Like, I tried to get callers. Like, what do you yeah. mean? Like, and then like we talked about the players and not talking about money and stuff like that. You know, um, you know, like I don't want to jump in size, but I probably could have probably actually talked to callers or something like that. I don't want to step on nobody's shoes or nothing like that. And I'm not mm-hmm. an agent or anything either, right. so. So, like, those are other things that I'm saying. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, I just think that fans uh, should just be celebrating why we're here a little bit more. I think you guys are doing a really great job of, you know, like, doing whatever. That doesn't mean I'm giving them a pass. You know, like like I said, I just talked about screens. Like, Zach, why didn't you call it? Like, that's the first thing. I, I'm not going to blame, <laughs> like, why the hell did, you know, like, why did these things not happen in the Super Bowl the way that we want? Or why did, why, man, the offensive line ain't trash. I don't, I take a different approach. Uh, they went yeah. and got Riley Reef. He was hurt. The, the cards that were dealt, Adenogy was playing out of position. It's not his fault. He should have to wake up every yeah. single day and say, oh, man, Adenogy's a bum. Like, how did we get here? 
Like yeah, that wasn't Sua Filo got hurt. Like that was a yeah. guy who was yeah. supposed to be right yeah. there at right guard. He was supposed like, to be the starter. Sua Filo got the four million. Quentin Spain got the the yeah. the, the nine hundred thousand. Yeah. So when you look at yeah. your line and look at all these different things, Carmen was drafted to be a starter. It's not Adenogy's fault that these things didn't work out to be to be the exactly. best way to do it. Same thing with Isaiah yeah. Price. He went to school around here. So one of my friends, he'd be like, man, how's he looking? I'm like, man, he's straight. You know, for what the, what he's uh, supposed to do. That's yeah. how I look at Eli Apple, too. It's like he wasn't, he, he wasn't asked to be a starting corner. And I'm not giving him a pass for any bad plays. But this this concept right. of like, man, they didn't try, and the Bengals just look, trying to get Joe Burrow killed. There are a lot of things that happen to get us in that position, so that these guys are playing exactly. out of place or they're playing hamstrung and all these different things. And if people took the time out to like look into this stuff and say, well, damn, the Bengals yeah. did gonna get popular. even this offseason, they went and got a whole nother offensive line coach just to assist with the younger guys, so that Pollock can and- work on the starters. That's a conversation that nobody's going to bring up. That's not me being a homer. That's just really what happened. Yeah. And in Eli's in Eli Apple's uh, credit, I mean, yes, he gave up two touchdowns in in the Super Bowl, but he only gave up like less than 30 yards or something like that. Something crazy. It's 19 yards. He had, to, he had to, 19 yards. Okay. And who he didn't Cooper Cup do that to this year? <laughs> All right. Exactly. Everybody. Everybody. And and Odell Beckham Jr. When you're when you're guarding those two guys in the red zone, I mean, those are two of the the top. Right. I mean, I would say Odell is probably what top twenty in the NFL as far as receivers go. Right. And then I mean, um, Cup. Cooper Cup was just just one one the offensive player of the year. So right, right. You can't right. expect. I mean. Right, or four I, coming I, into the year to guard those two guys. I look at it so differently, like where I, I'm looking at it like this: Who show me who was able to guard Cooper Cup one on one in the National Football League? Period. I blame. Yeah. I, I don't even. I don't like using the word blame, but I I look at it from a a a, per, a view like why is Eli Apple in a in a situation where he's one on one with Cooper Cup? Like that coming into the game, I I talk trash to Rams fans all year. They like Eli. I mean, all week they like Eli Apple's trash. I'm like, you're never gonna see Eli Apple one on one with uh, Cooper Cup. Then I'm looking. I'm sitting in the stands. I'm looking at the game. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what is Eli Apple doing one on one with Cooper Cup? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not his yeah. fault. But you know what I mean? Like, you know. And and then think about it. Like Trey Wayne's. Like the Bengals tried. They went and got Trey Wayne's. He he. Got seventy percent of his contract. Nobody's gonna have these real conversations and say like, "This dude just got paid a whole lot of money and didn't play at all." And then we and then we wake up and they say, "Oh well, say we didn't get called." Man, the Bengals are blowing it. I'm like, "What do you?" I mean, like everything can't go in. Like you know, like this is not a this is not a perfect world where all this different thing, um, all this stuff comes up. Um, and and it, and it's just a, it's just the way that it goes. Sometimes some things are gonna go your way, some things aren't. Last year, I felt like we were fairly healthy, but I also point out the fact that Marcus Bailey, Jordan Evans, Joe Bocci, all those linebackers went down. All those linebackers went yeah. down. Like, like Joseph Osai, who you talked about, Dale, earlier. Like, all these guys. Like, But I think it's really good that Bengals fans didn't bring that up as an excuse on why we lost. But all yeah. these guys weren't there. So sometimes when you see a play that doesn't go your way, you be like, man, what is that guy doing? I'm like, yeah, but, you know, everybody says next man up. But that next man ain't, you know, a King Davis Gaither. You know, like this yeah. is a guy that's filling in. The, Raven, the, the Ravens said next man up for what ninety players or something like that. I mean, right? I mean, come on, bro. 
But when we Come smoked on. them, they had like what? One guy what? out, Marcus Peters? Like, really? You know, we're we're, we're going to smoke them again. You want to know why we're going to smoke them? The same reason why we beat the Chiefs, arrogance. The Chiefs, yeah. they could, they should have put us away when we were 21-3, but arrogance told them not to kick that field goal. Had they kicked that field goal right there, they win the game. Instead, yeah. because they don't do their homework, Andy Reid, arrogance, allow him to think, well, shoot, I'm going to just score a touchdown. That's the Bengals. Eli Apple stops him yeah. on the goal line. The rest is history. We punch our tickets to the AFC Championship. Arrogance. The Ravens still think that, oh, Lamar Jackson, I mean, Joe Burrow got lucky. Jamar Chase just gets all these yards at the catch. No, stupid. <laughs> Joe Burrow <laughs> throws for more yards per attempt than more than any other uh, quarterback in the National Football League. Joe Burrow has the highest completion rating in the National Football League. Joe Burrow was sacked 71 times while doing that. Joe Burrow had the highest quarterback rating in the National Football League for 15 weeks in the whole entire season. Aaron Rodgers got the war off of his name. That really, the MVP, y'all talking about comeback player of the year? Joe Burrow was the MVP of the league. It's not even close for real. But in life, politics, seniority, and yeah. different things like that, I'm not going to make a huge argument for it. Aaron Rodgers is far more accomplished. But if we're just talking about the 2021 yeah. season, what one guy did for his team, he absolutely destroyed everybody. He ain't checked down nothing. He was well, chucking 70 sacks. Yeah, I hate that. Taking 70 yeah, sacks and threw from He led the league in yards per attempt. That's never happened before. Yeah. But the Baltimore Ravens will tell you, oh, they got lucky in Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Like, they just get all the yards out of the case. That's false. That's false. But they're going to learn when we play them again. I dare you to run Marcus Peters out there. I'll smoke him. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Oh, well, we signed Marcus Williams and say I'll smoke him too. There's not another like because they just don't do their homework on our players and their arrogance. And I'm hopefully, hopefully, their new defensive coordinator, the guy from Michigan, maybe he doesn't have the same arrogance that Wink uh, Martin. Shut. <laughs> yeah, just, just shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shake. Shut up. Shake my hand and put your best players out there. If somebody's injured. Don't act like you're the only team that has injuries because I got a ton of them on my side too. May the best man win, and we'll see how it goes. But if you come out there thinking that the Bengals don't have a better roster than you or a better quarterback than you, we're going to smoke you and blow the doors off of you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Strawberry Ice here, uh, Jeff. So, uh, you think the next free agent we sign as a cornerback? I, I, I so don't. I was, I was going to say real but, quick, I, I got to hop off here. I got to get going. But you guys are more welcome to keep on going. Yeah, I mean, we can wrap it up. It's uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been talking so much. <laughs> and uh, maybe we could have you back sometimes, Em, as we get closer to the draft. If you if you got some time, we'd love that. Love that. Let, let me ask you a quick question before I go. Do you want them to keep on getting, like, free agency? Like, do you feel like free agency is over for you, or do you want them to get Stephon Gilmore or someone like that? I mean, I could. See, I would like to see him go after another player too, but, but, I mean, we'll have to see what this contract was and then – we we know they like to have money for injuries, draft picks, etc. So, I mean, I don't know that Gilmore will be an attainable person, but maybe a, a D tackle still. And like like I said, I I'd love to have Larry O back just selfishly, but right. uh, I would too. I would too. I, I hope he goes and gets his money. Like, right, I really do. I really, I mean, I'm telling you, a guy plays on a one year prove it deal, and you prove it. Yeah, yeah. That's why I told my wife. I said, man, that's just devastating. Like. $40 million. And that's going to be hard. Like this point of free agency, the teams don't have that same amount of money. So it's going to be hard for him to get that. And that just sucks. I'm going to tell you firsthand, the players are like sick about it. Like they're like, yeah. like I'm in a group chat with a bunch of guys and they're just like, bro, like that. See, that's the reason why 
we have to get guarantees and all these different things because they like you know whether the medical didn't, that it, it, the whole the way that that whole situation went it, it didn't have to be like that. No, and and different teams sometimes you know one team won't pass a guy's medical and then the next team will and it's like had had he signed with another team maybe it would have been five million less but he still gets like thirty five million. And he passes that team's physical. like. And these guys, I mean, they can pretty much pass them if they want to. I just think if you're going to come to an agreement with somebody like that, unless it's like a degenerative, severe issue, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of shitty to, to do that <laughs> to the player. Right. So, yeah, well, maybe, that's why I said that's another thing, too. It's like, for me, I just, I just, I think I pride myself on this. I try to do it with my family a lot more than try to point out what didn't go right. Like, it's easy for us to go home and be like, man, I tell my wife, like, why y'all ain't clean up this? So, why didn't, like, before I get into that, <laughs> yeah. uh, I appreciate you take care of my son today, or I appreciate this, or whatever. And, you know, like, focus on some of that good stuff like that. And when you send out that good energy like that, I think it usually, and what I found that had that's happened for my life personally, when I was a really, I was always quick to point out bad things or whatever. Bad things always just seem like, oh, the walls are crashing down on me. But like when I started appreciating the things that I already had a lot more, you know, I think a lot of Bengals fans like, uh, and I think no, not just Bengals fans, just people in period. You start appreciating things a lot more. You start to you start to see a lot of things go in your favor, and yeah. and I think and I think that that's how the approach I even took on the Lyle Collins thing is like, okay, say Lyle Collins doesn't come here, I have this overwhelming belief that Joe Burrow uh, is going to win a Super Bowl, multiple Super Bowls. I believe in him. I believe in the core. I believe in what the front office has done thus far. You can't win them all. Maybe we don't. I I, I thought Treader. J.C. Treader for my money? Yeah, that would have been my pivot. We talked about that earlier. I said, you know, he's probably the next best, like, talent-wise player. So go and ahead and pivot I'm, I'm, there I'm, if you can. Right, and and I'm very, very happy about Lyle Collins. And I understand that sure, J.C. Treader yeah. probably shouldn't happen. But if you ask me before the two walked into the building, walked in right now, who helps the Bengals more? For me, watching how Joe Burrow took all those sacks 90% directly in his face, not on the edges – I probably would have told you J.C. Treader, but I will say this. Lyle Collins opens up a new box that the Bengals have not seen in a while no. where you're where you're able from a game plan standpoint to put T.J. Watt one-on-one. You don't have to double. Like, like one-on-one Miles Garrett. One, you know, like these, these type of situations where it's one-on-one and I don't have to scheme and keep an inline tight end to block. I can just leave this guy here. Like, that's something the Bengals haven't had in a very long time. And that in itself gets you probably nine points every single football yeah. game. Uh, so. Hoss, uh, Dante Jackson actually signed back with the Panthers. I think that was yesterday. Yep. That was a guy I like, too, because he's uh, 26 years old. It would have been I, I, a good I, guy to pivot to if we wouldn't have signed Collins, you know. I, my, my corners I was looking at was Carlton Davis. I thought was oh, very yeah. – I thought he was very underrated. The age matched up with the Bengals. I thought what he could offer us is perfect for what we want. Another guy that he got, I really he got less money than we paid Trey Waynes to, uh, or like very close. Exactly. It was like four. I think I think we paid Trey fourteen per, and he got fifteen per. Like, and he's but, a way better player. But but Even see now, but say say you say you pay that, then maybe you don't get Lyle Collins, right? So exactly. 
So, so I'm okay with that, but I'm going to tell you another guy. Very good in the cover three scenario. I would have preferred this guy over Eli Apple was Casey Hayward. At 32 years old, I he thought out he, for the I Raiders. Thought, I thought even when we played the Raiders, that was something I talked to. And I don't think Jamar uh father would mind. I talked to Jamar's father a lot. And um and that was one game. We we look at corners weekly. And um and that was one he was like, Yeah, like he he played pretty well in that game. Like if you go back and watch the table in that game, like it was one of his best seasons last year, too. Like, overall, right. he played great. And, and then people talk about Stephon Gilmore. I worry about him from a scheme fit because he's better on the island in one-on-one scenarios. But the Bengals are primarily uh, a, a cover two or either like a zone press situation. Um, yeah. So so Casey Hayward is like a phenomenal corner in cover three. And put this into perspective, he got $5 million where Eli Apple got four. I know he would have been a great fit. Like I would have, I, I, and you I could have got both of them really. Bro, I would have walked. I would have walked out of the draft. Everything we could have had a draft, a developmental corner, and we would have said, "Yeah, we got Casey Hayward. Yeah, like he's not the elite corner that we need, but we're not making some of the mistakes that Eli made." And I think that that's good enough to win a Super Bowl. I really feel that way. Like if they would have did that one move, another guy wanted was um, uh, the the kid. Uh, he went back to Green Bay. Uh. Uh, uh, Russell Douglas, Russell Douglas. I thought yeah. that would have. I don't know about the fit wise because another island type guy, but you know, that was another guy I liked too. Yeah. Um, I don't know who all is really out there. I know Larry O's still at D tackle. Uh, that's Akeem about, Hicks. Uh, okay. Yeah. Which, uh, he's a little older as well. And the Bengals don't necessarily go that route, but. But right. yeah, I mean, talent wise, yes, he's uh, well. And the guy we had him for a visit, Jaron Reed, could still be an option as a signing at right. three tech. Um, I would love that. I would love that. We need we need three techs. When we somebody asks yes. about like who I like in a draft, I mean Jordan Davis, uh, the kid Wyatt from uh, I think Wyatt was a was a possible pick at thirty one. But but as soon as he did that combine and tore it up, I was like, ah, oh, he's all. So yeah, like they're, they're you know, But I, on I do, Have you? I was just about. Uh, Okay. I like him. I like the kid, uh, the the D tackle. I wouldn't consider him a three tech, but the the kid Jones from Connecticut. Yeah, he's um, more a nose tackle because he's like three thirty. But man, he but, de- like same thing with Davis. Like those guys tested so well, you know they could do a, a little bit of everything. They, he can, and I think, and this is the thing that will happen with him too. It's going to be a a, a thing where the Bengals at thirty one. Might say, yeah, I can't get him because I don't have enough snaps for him. I got DJ Reader. He probably get like two hundred snaps his first year. You don't want that from pick thirty one. But one thing that might happen: say five wide receivers come off the board. You get to the end of the day, somebody in the second round is looking at like a Chris Olave or something like that. Says, you know what, Bengals, we want your pick number thirty one. We'll give you our second, and you know what I'm saying, like, and, and give you like multiple seconds or something like that. That's when you come back and you go get the kid Jones from um. Connecticut or some of these guys that we're talking yeah. about, or you take another uh, swing of defenses on an offensive lineman, different things like that. So Yeah, uh, Wyatt would – like if we pick a guy at 31 at D-tackle, it would have to be Wyatt falling, which like we said, you never know. It has and to then, be uh, him. It would have to be maybe him. Maybe Winfrey. Winfrey would be the only other guy I would consider. <laughs> but, I mean, I would rather trade back and get him in the second, but there's a whole fifth-year option thing, so you got to get some, some good value in return to trade out of the first because right. – it's a guaranteed year with a guy, basically. So, right. So, uh, yeah. tight ends. Th- tight ends is uh, the only other spot I'd like to to get your opinion on. Uh, tight ends. I mean, of course, McBride. I guess is the 
is the best tight end prospect, I think, for or the or the kid Lighty. Um, I think that's his name. Likely uh, uh from Coastal oh, like, Carolina. Yep. So I like him a lot. Um my my good friend is a coach at Maryland. The kid that ran a four five, he probably is like a late round pick. He's not really a blocker, but he could Don't make develop me try to say his name. <laughs> right, right, right. Chico Zium Okwonka. I can't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna just call him Chi. Hey, I don't Chico, know. So, yeah, Chigo, <laughs> Chigo, Chigo 2.0, Cheeto <laughs> Junior, whatever. But I, I believe in like what he brings. I've heard about his work ethic and different things like that. A little bit undersized, probably not a great blocker, but at the same time, from a receiving standpoint, he's a he's an option. I think. Athletic, but then like, the Bengals were probably saying like. Man, well, we got, you know, like a Thad Moss that's already undersized, and I, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking well, on their big board. They want size, uh, and one of the comments mentioned Jelani Woods. That guy was yeah. like six foot seven, and right. he ran something ridiculous too. So I worry about like the, a later round. I worry about those monsters. Like, 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 like everybody kept on talking about like Falele or whatever. Fale-hi. Oh, yeah, that's Derek's man crush. Yeah, Falele, <laughs> the – but those big guys like that always like I just knowing what I know, like I played football to high school and stuff like that. Like I'm going for them knees, bro. Like I play yeah, corner. I'm taking well, the them leverage, knees. the speed rushers off the edge. Like, I mean, it it can they get down that low. Like, man, I'm chopping, I'm chopping you down. And then you talk about yeah. like like a guy like uh Lyle Collins or something like that out there in space or whatever. Like the only thing a corner or safety can do to get to mixing now is like get around and I'm going for knees. I'm chop I'm I'm trying yeah. to chop. I'm rolling into the office line and trying to uh, attempt to knock both people off because I know that th- I can't get past this 300-pound man. You know what I mean? So uh, I, Somebody I, brought up a good point here that I agree with because when he first came out last year, Cam Sample, I thought for sure that could be a guy that could play some three-tech on, on some pass rushing downs for sure. Like, And he had a pretty good year for a rookie as well right. you know, once his side was hurt and had to step in. Man, but, look. I'm hey look uh, look now that I got Lyle Collins deal. Let me tell you like this. Sky's I'm, the limit, <laughs> man. I'm about to be playing with a lead. Joe ain't really got to take too many chances. The one thing that I want Joe to make sure that he does this year, and I know he won't listen. I know nobody will probably, but he's don't, such a he's such a re- hit. Don't run. He, he's a renegade, bro. Like you cannot t- like so from the outside in. They're gonna be like, man. Bengals got set. I mean, you know, they say 70 sacks. He's really sacked 51 in the regular season. To yeah. put this into perspective, just so people know, Tom Brady has been sacked 43, 48, and 30 something uh, on three different, you know, it's all about how many attempts you have and how many times you put yourself in harm's way. It's really like a mathematical equation to me for sacks in general. Yeah. Uh, unless you're like a bum like Brian Tannehill, who was second in sacks taken and he just took sacks because he's a bum. Um, but but for the most part, <laughs> it, it's Joe is such a renegade that the average quarterback is stat padding in the in the in the idea that okay, well I'm close to the line of scrimmage, I'm going to just throw this ball away or I'm get down. Like Joe does not throw the ball away m- at all. Yeah. Like it's very rare. So yeah. I think I think he needs to do that a lot more. He needs to work on his slide a lot more. Um, and he definitely needs to make sure that he's not taking sacks trying to improvise because. It's not hero ball, but it's just what he's accustomed to doing. That's yeah. what makes him special. You don't win the Kansas City game if he doesn't rip out of Chris Jones's arms on third and seven by the same concept or the same narrative that Joe Burrow gets sacked so many times. That's a sack for 99.9 quarterbacks in the NFL. 
somehow Joe Burrow gets out of that and you win a football game. So it's like the cake and the icing. Yes. We gotta figure out. We gotta figure out a way to make it work because the casual fans. So the offensive line is so terrible. You're gonna get Joe killed. But like a lot of this stuff is Joe is just that's what he does best is prolonging a play. Well, provide. the Chris Jones, you know, that's late in the game. That's a playoff game. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe you try to work your magic then. Or anytime during the regular that's a, season, that's a, anytime that's a in the first on, half, like throw it away, right, Joe. Right. right. <laughs> but but check this, that if that's Andy Dalton. That's a sack. Oh, for sure. Game's over. Yeah. You punted the ball, all that. So the same person is saying that, oh, my God. You know, you see my point, though? Like I do. The person is saying, oh, my God, this line is so terrible. It's not the worst offensive line. It's it's guys that were put in positions that shouldn't have been in those positions. It's uh, Joe Burrow holding on the ball too long, as great as he is, as legendary as he is, as amazing as he is. If Joe Burrow started up a church tomorrow, I'm the first person to walk in it. Like that's how I believe in Joe Burrow, right? Yeah, for sure. But so that's the type of that's how I use my fandom. So people can't really call me a, a homer because I will critique Joe Burrow probably before everybody else. But I'm not going to let you sit around and be like, "Man, Joe Burrow play like ass." I'm like, "Oh, oh let's re- let's let's take yeah. a look at this." Yeah. Okay, was it Joe Burrow's best game? Like, what happened on these plays? You know, because I know if Joe Burrow's given an opportunity or given an offensive line, I'm gonna kill everybody. I'm gonna win all these games. I should only lose two, three games this year. I really yeah. feel that way. Well, yeah. Lyle Collins in them. And, come, okay. and, and, uh, and don't take away from Carrie. Let's Karen get that one Kappa. seed. Let's get that one seed. Man, we're going to let the AFC West beat themselves up all yeah. year. Perfect. And then yep. we're going to swoop right in and get that one seed. We got to win two games. So don't tell me about, man, the AFC is so crazy. Yeah, that's cool and all, but, bro, I only got to win two games to go where I want to go yep. once I get in the playoffs. only got to win two games. So you can't tell me about 10 teams that you think are amazing because right. I only got to beat two. Yeah, absolutely, man. Zim, I appreciate your time. Anything you want to plug before we hop off here? ZimHooday.com. Make sure you check me out on ZimHooday on Twitter. My phone died. I'm, I'm about to get back active on there. I'll probably do a show coming up soon. Me and my partner, Ace, uh, New Stripe City. Check us out. Orange is the New Black Podcast. We've got some new things coming up soon, so make sure you uh, check us out. Make sure you keep on supporting uh, Bengals and Brews. I appreciate you guys listening to my craziness uh, for this last hour. We appreciate uh, you. <laughs> I know I messed up the time earlier, so I wanted to make sure you got your money's worth right there. Yeah. Hey, you always <laughs> You would have brought it no matter what. You always do, man. We now, appreciate sometimes, I, sometimes I'll be tired as hell. <laughs> I'm not even going <laughs> to. Like this is it. I'm liable to go to bed. I'm like, hey, it's been a long weekend. Bro, this is exhausting to me to a certain extent. I know everybody thinks like, man, you so turned out. I'm like, yeah, but at the end of the night, I go to sleep pretty damn early and I wake up really, really early again yep. to make sure that I could come with some good energy. Hey, we appreciate you, man. Have a good one. Who day? Who day? Mm-hmm.